G'day, this is better than yesterday. It's Wednesday. It means it's better make it quick. Now, better make it quick is the Wednesday edition of the show where we go back through the catalogue and go, that one there, that is worth a, a second run. Because people come and go to the podcast all the time. You may not have time to scroll back through episodes and have a listen and see what you like. And so Bree Steele, one of our producers, she, you know, checks it out and goes, that one there, that's a good listen. That one right there. I'm, oh, by the way, this show's called Better Than Yesterday. It's going to make your day today better than yesterday. That's what we do. Been doing it since 2013. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, we're here. I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a TV kind of hosty guy. I wear great suits that are made for me by Melissa Byrne. Uh, my hair, I don't know what color it is today because you might be listening to this it's a different color than it was yesterday and it'll be a different color tomorrow. That's just, you know, what's happening with me at the moment. Uh, it's self-expression. And um, I'm happy that you're here very, very much indeed. If you want to get in touch with me, it's super easy. Send us your email at gmail.com. You know what I love to do? I, I love seeing where you're listening to the show. So just take your phone out. You're listening to this on the phone. Take a photo. What are you looking at? You know, your shed, your garden, whatever. Don't do it if you're driving. Please don't do it if you're driving. Do it when you pull over. Uh, email me, send us your email at gmail.com. And I love to see where you're listening. Uh, our guest today, this episode was episode 349 from 2020, a couple of years back now. And we spoke with Georgia Love. Georgia Love is a journalist. She's a writer, a presenter, and a founder of the sleepwear brand, Georgia Elliott. When Georgia and I first met, it was at work. I was making a TV show called The Bachelorette and Georgia was working on a TV show called The Bachelorette as The Bachelorette. That's where she met her husband, Lee. So I met her on the same night that she met her husband. There you go. This conversation was in 2020, which was not long into, you know, no one can leave the house kind of stuff. So it was a very odd time. George is no stranger to a podcast. She has her own show. And I want to know when, you know, podcasting first showed up for her. Oh, I, well, the first time I ever kind of did my own podcast was a Bachelor one, no less. Last year for Channel 10, we did a, a friend and a presenter. A friend of mine, Shura Taft, and I did a bit of a Batchy recap podcast on Maddie Agnew's season. And I did that because I love Bachelor. And I found out from doing it that I love podcasting too. I've been a guest on podcasts many times before, and I've always really enjoyed that. But it turns out, I enjoy talking about other people even more than I enjoy talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a surprise to everybody. So after I did that Cocktails and Roses podcast, I thought, I just really enjoy this. And I've kind of always had in the back of my mind that I would I would like to do something, but I wasn't going to just do something for the sake of it. I'd only do it if an idea sprang to me. And it did kind of by chance. A girlfriend and I were on holidays together last year. And just as you do when you've got kind of a few days together, you just talk about all sorts of things. And she brought up this epic story about her high school boyfriend and who he turned out to be and, and how that all unfolded for her being the ex. And I said, God, you've got to do something with that story. You should write a book or something like that. And she said, yeah, I should really. Anyway, that kind of went on. The next day we're talking about something else and she was telling a story about, you know, a girlfriend's going through a terrible breakup and I did that thing that people do, you know. Oh, God, you reckon that story's bad? My friend has a worse story than that. And we kind of laughed about the fact that, you know, oh, we could put this in your book with, with your ex story. And it was actually her who came to me after the holiday and said, I've been thinking about that book that we were joking about and I think it's a podcast. 
And it just kind of like, you know, pennies dropped and the ball started rolling on that. And it's just sparked from this idea that, as the title says, everyone has an ex. Everyone's got a story. Everyone knows a story. And there's something really voyeuristic and juicy about being able to peek over the fence into someone's private life. You don't, you hear, you hear love stories all the time, but you don't often hear the bad ones. Well, I, I know that for a hundred percent fact, <laughs> every single person I meet on that red carpet on the first night of the bachelor, they're in exactly your case. They're, they're smart, they're clever, they're beautiful. They've already got a great career going on and they're single. Now uh, it's not the U S bachelor, pretty sure. Everyone that stood in front of me is a vir- not a virgin. So they're all somebody's ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, mm. or in some cases, ex-husband or wife. And that always fascinates me. I mean, I'm, I'm somebody's ex. I'm a few people's ex. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and you've got your own too. But we don't talk about those stories because it's kind of not kosher to do so, but it's fun when you do. Are you the kind of person who's a... Uh, this person is no longer in my life. Therefore, I guess it's easy to do now, but there was a time when you'd have printed out photographs. Are you, are you a rip up and burn the photos, goodbye forever kind of person, or are you, I'll keep them around and then just explain to my, you know, now fiance, why do I have a photo of me on a beach in Spain with a guy that I was clearly having sex with that isn't you? Awkward. No, I'm nostalgic AF. I think you know that about me. I'm terrible with those kind of things. I keep everything, but I kind of hide them away. The best thing that was ever invented on the iPhone was that hidden photo folder because I don't want to be scrolling through my photos and and my ex pops up because that's going to make me feel weird. But if I'm in a stalky mood and I don't want to actually go onto his page in case I accidentally like something. The worst. The, don't, no, the just don't folder. do it. <laughs> no, I keep things. I'm just really nostalgic and I like to be able to look back over things if I want to. And far more often than not, I, I never do. Yeah. But it's also really funny to look back at the photos that, you know, you thought they were the one and you thought you looked great and this was the most beautiful photo and I had it framed beside my bed and you look at it now and you go, oh, Lord, glow up. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we feel weird? Why can people feel weird when their partner refers to their ex in anything other than that bastard or that you know, whatever. (laughs) I think how you said it first was right. Why do we feel weird? I hate hearing about any partner's exes, especially Lee now, he's my fiance. I'm like, don't acknowledge that there was anyone before me. (laughs) I don't know why though. And it's so hypocritical because I talk about my exes, you know, they, they shape your lives, right? So I don't know why I feel like that. It's this, a strange kind of competitive thing within you, I think, that you you want to be the only person that they've ever pictured a life with, that they've ever thought was the most amazing thing in the world. So the fact that they thought that about someone else is almost a bit bruising on the ego. Yeah, relationships can be fraught. Love can be fraught. Heartbreak in the moment is crushing, but it does lead to it does lead to great things. Me personally, if I hadn't have had my heart broken in 2015, I wouldn't have been in a position where I could have gone on The Bachelorette in 2016 and I therefore wouldn't be sitting here today. It's that whole everything happens for a reason at, at the time. And I don't know if you know this actually, it was um, so a year to the date that my ex broke my heart, the year to the date was our first rose ceremony as a bachelorette. Dun, da, da. I know, I know. So, you know, you look back in that and I remember, you know, post that breakup, the first season of The Bachelorette was on air and I was sitting with my best friend, you know, and my 
pyjamas with my glass of wine in my hand and crying and yelling at the TV, being like, why does she get to have love? I should be on this. I deserve love too. And then literally a year later I was there. (laughs) (laughs) So I need to thank my ex for that very much. I think we could all thank our exes and that might be a better way to relate to not only your ex but your partner's ex Mm -hmm. to either thank them for it's not my line and I won't say the name of the comedian who said the line because it has fallen into some amount of disrepute, but the line ah. is no good marriage ends in divorce. <laughs> so look, even in my own relationships, I have to thank even the ones that ended really horribly emotionally and financially and everything. I have to thank them because right now, the lessons I learned about myself, the things I got a chance to change about myself, the things that I thought were good and bad, the choices I made, have allowed me to be in this extraordinary relationship that I'm in right now. And yeah, they sucked at the time. It hurt. I've fucked getting your heart pulled out and then sleeping on a mate's couch because you got nowhere to live. You know, that sucks. Mm. And yet it is because of that that I have found the pathway to become this and 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 I'm sure in many ways the same for Audrey you know I have to thank the men in her past because she ultimately went you know what she used to joke that I'm 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 the (laughs) oh god what (laughs) I was the first person that she dated that wore pants for a job oh I don't even want to ask but I love that no it was a yeah, she had a thing for guys who, you know, were athletic. That's what I'm saying. Okay. okay. Right. But that's that okay, that's a fascinating subset to this conversation as well, is is the idea of types. Yeah. You know, what what's your type? What's your type? And both Lee and I uh, are the quite polar opposite of each other's exes and therefore what you would probably have called their their yeah. and our types. And does that not show that that's probably the reason that we've worked, you know. Yeah. His type didn't work for him before. My type didn't work for me. And and here we are with people who, who if someone had asked us a month before we ever met, if someone had read to Lee all of my traits and characteristics and personalities out from a list and what would you think of this girl who'd go, oh, no, she's not my type. So that, that all comes from exes too, learning that maybe your type isn't actually your type or it shouldn't be. As I say to guys, usually I have to say it to the guys on Bachelor and Bachelorette quite a bit, if you go for what you've always gone for, you'll get what you've always got. That's exactly right because it hasn't worked before. Why would you go, I'm going to buy peanut butter today. Why would you be surprised that when you open it, there's peanut butter in the jars? <laughs> like, I, don't, I wanted to taste Vegemite today. It's because you keep buying peanut butter. <laughs> you might be allergic to it, but you keep buying it. Stop yeah. by, go while down. And it's never. Go get something else. The men never learn. They never do. I would put it to you that some women have the similar, come on, Georgia of Love, course, don't you? Of course, of course, some do. But I'm being incredibly sexist right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine if you are being incredibly, incredibly sexist right now. All right. The idea of everyone having... And X, it does, you know, to think about, you know, you read Michelle Obama's book and you go, yeah, Barack had an ex. Uh, How'd you be being like Barack Obama's ex-girlfriend? Isn't that (laughs) that weird to think about? Because especially, you know, famous couples, you don't think of them ever not being that way or not being together. 
Yeah. There was a great article that came out recently, I think it was in the New York Times, was a, a journalist from there wrote an article saying my ex is dating Lady Gaga. And it's this amazing piece about the fact that she dated this super normal guy for yeah. years and they didn't work out and then all of a sudden one day her phone blew up because all her friends are messaging and saying, have you seen the headlines? And, and her run-of-the-mill normal ex-boyfriend is dating Lady Gaga. And how do you weigh up to Lady Gaga? You, I would, you know, you'd put yourself on the brilliant, then I am, <laughs> I'm equal. Yes. I am yeah, equal see, to Lady Gaga. that's the right Gaga. way to think about it. That's how I'd put it. I was like, yes, exactly. You know, I am of the same value as Lady Gaga. Brilliant. You are, Osha, you are. But, uh, but <laughs> thank you. But, uh, you know, but ultimately, who are we to, who are we to know? There was a, again, you know, I, I, I pick up bits and pieces across the way, but un unless you're there at 11 o'clock at night when the couple's whispering each other to each other across the pillow before they drift off to sleep about what is okay and not okay in a relationship, you don't know and you won't know the rules and you know, won't know what's expected or what's not expected, okay? So you can't, we really, really can't judge. We absolutely cannot judge. I was thinking, you know, as you were saying about, you, you talk about, you know, Lady Gaga's ex, I would hope that this woman was able to at least find the lessons in every ex. And I, I would think that's something you do cover, I'm sure. You know, what are the lessons that we can gain from our exes so we don't not only put ourselves through that, but then put another person through that. Because mm. let's be honest, I'm not alone in this. I have had relationships that have gone down similar paths and I'm not going to say they're repeated, but they rhymed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how did this happen again? What the fuck? <laughs> There's absolutely no reason it should have. I can't see why. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that is that is the opportunity we have with every ex that we have with every relationship that doesn't work out. We have that opportunity, don't we? Oh, that, absolutely. And that's what this whole idea for this podcast sparked from is that you learn so many lessons and often you don't talk about them. You just move forward and society tells you, you know, she'll be right, move forward, it's all good, next step, don't live in the past. But there's a big difference between living in the past and learning from the past and that's the kind of thing I want to explore. And, you know, also in our... Instagram world that we live in these days, everyone shows the best of everything. And as a perfect example, one of the, one of the stories on our podcast is of this girl who was with a man for six and a half years and he turned out to be an entirely different person than what she thought. Now, I was going back through her Instagram of the time that I now know the relationship to have broken down. And it was all, you know, it went from being happy, lovey photos to the next photos were just her on her own, but she was happy and she was at the gym and she was going out with a girlfriend. And I now know from speaking to her and interviewing her and hearing from the depths of her soul that she was in despair and utter heartbreak for months and months and probably years, yet she felt she had to project this, mm. I'm okay, everything's okay because social media has to look like it's that. So that's what I've really enjoyed, sounds like the wrong word, but what I found really fascinating about doing this project and hearing about people talking about the, you know, the depths of their despair and these worst times in their lives is that people don't talk about that often, especially when they're in a place now or in a relationship now that is good. You're just kind of taught not to talk about the old ones, but why the heck not? We are going to take a small break because we pay people here at the show and to do that, we need to play some commercials. So part of the value prop of this show is that we'll give you something that you like to listen to, but you 
listen to commercials as well. So thank you for that, helping us pay everybody. Back in a minute with Georgia. This is Better Than Yesterday, Better Make It Quick, the uh, Wednesday edition where we go back through the back catalogue and check out something that's worth another run. Georgia Love is our guest today. She and I had this conversation in August 2020, which was fairly early into the pandemic. Pretty sure we we still couldn't really leave the house much. At the time, Georgia was a journalist on TV news. She was out on the streets reporting about the pandemic. It's interesting to listen to her now, actually, knowing what we know and experiencing what we experienced, how we felt in those early months of things. So in August of 2020, I asked Georgia how people seemed and, you know, what people were feeling. Uh, I think... Being out and about, the people that you run into aren't afraid because they're out and about, Uh right? So I think there are an awful lot of people who are afraid. They're the people that are home doing the right thing and staying home and remaining locked down. And while that's a good thing for society, that's scary for them too because there's so many, so many mental health issues that are just worsening by the day. I think the general consensus of the people who are out and about and, you know, hopefully that's the people who are doing their essential work and who are going out for their hour of exercise. I I worry that as Australians we have a bit of a she'll be right vibe happening Um, and that's kind of what I generally am sensing from the people who are out and about. You know, when I go to the supermarket, people aren't looking inside the supermarket and thinking, oh, there's a lot of people in there. I'm just going to maybe wait out here for a while. No, they're going in, brushing past me and standing right on top of each other so they don't lose their spot in the queue. And, and I worry about that as someone who works, you know, in the news. So I am out there trying to bring the, the news to people to be telling them what to do and where we're at in our lives and in our country at the moment. I don't want to be put at risk when I have to be out there. So the people that don't have to... I mean, it sounds like a broken record, right? Because it's what the government and and everyone has been saying for weeks and coming on months now. Just, like, stay the F home. You don't need to be out. Just stay home. Yeah, if you don't need to be out, just stay home. I am, I obviously, I speak from incredible privilege in that I can stay home. Yes. I, I had a bit of, you know, there was a bit in the tank that, you know, will get us over whatever the hell's happening, you know, works okay still. We're not in production, but we're all right. But there are, I, I definitely remember like if I was 21 or 22, I was living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. I really, and I was, I was living paycheck to paycheck until Christ, until my second year of Channel V, I think. Mm. So if I was like, oh, payday's not for another eight days and I've got $67 left and I'm hungry and I need to pay rent, I would not be as chill as this person sitting talking to you right now, Georgia Love. So. Oh, of course not. And that's what worries me so much about all these ongoing effects. And that's the exact reason we need to stay home because if this continues mm. for longer and longer and longer, more and more people will be in that situation. Yeah. There's nothing we can do, you and I sitting in our houses now, there is nothing we can do more than staying at home. So if that's all we can do, we've just got to do it. We want to do more. Every single person wants to do more to make this whole situation last a shorter amount of time and end sooner. But we cannot do anything more than stay home at the moment. And that's, yeah, not, don't get yourself sick and don't get other people sick. Yet at the same time there, again, I'm in a case of extraordinary privilege in that I have a healthy relationship. We have yeah. good communication skills. The two of us have figured out a way to resolve disputes 
pretty well. You know, we'll be pissed off at each other. I'll usually do something quite stupid and I'll forget something and it might be a couple of hours, but at the end we'll hug and we'll kiss and we'll be okay. That's not everyone's relationship. Mm. And we are in this time where, and it's horrible to imagine, but phone calls to domestic violence helplines have plummeted, but texts and emails have skyrocketed Mm. because the person is stuck in the house with the abuser and they can't get out. And that that sort of thing is, you know, is is these knock-on effects that in our community we're suddenly being faced with like, oh shit, we have to, you know, and that affects me, that affects you, you know, Mm. because that person's kid could go to school with my kid and then we're all affected by this abuse in our community. It's not just that person who happens to live a couple of doors down from you. It's everybody. And goodness, I don't know how to fix it, but I do think a lot about it. I do wonder what can someone in that situation do or how does even a women's shelter look in a time when you can't be in the same room as somebody, mm. you know? And, and what? how does somebody possibly decide which is more or less important out of their health in terms of going out and potentially getting a virus or their safety, which may be staying at home and being at the hands of somebody who, who is putting your safety at risk. How do you possibly make that decision? It's so, so, so full on. But I certainly hope that this experience globally, and I talked about this quite a bit, but I, I certainly hope this experience globally gives everyone a bit more empathy. If you suddenly felt I've got to run out right now and go and buy all the toilet paper and all the pasta, that's a tiny, tiny version of why someone would need to stop what they're doing, get their family, get in the car and just leave mm. because they're so afraid that something way worse will happen if they don't go. And we're all getting to experience that. And I certainly hope that this global experience changes us in a way. Do you have a routine that you're trying to stick to? Do you have uh, something that you're trying to keep regular so you don't lose it? Yes. I think probably the Best example of that is just trying to keep moving. I don't have much of a routine because I work freelance. So I'm doing, I, I do different days in different workplaces all the time. So I've never really had much of a routine, which is a bit ironic about this predicament we're in at the moment is I have more of a routine now because I don't have things happening after work. I don't have different workplaces to be going to. My sleep patterns and my exercise patterns are as are what I can control at the moment. And, and that's, if it, it only helps me mentally or physically, of course, as well. Both of those things will, will help with my physical health. But if mentally all I can control at the moment is how much sleep I get and how much exercising I'm doing and feel like I've got some control over something, then that's a start. You know, Lee and I have been again, in a very privileged situation, we're in a great relationship. And for the first few weeks, we're being able to look at this forced time at home as somewhat of a novelty. Obviously, it's a silver lining in a very, very dark cloud, but let's find a silver lining. Okay, well, we've got time where it's just us. We can talk about ourselves. We can talk about our relationship. We can, you know, properly look towards planning our wedding. We're not rushing from one thing to another. We're we're learning more about how each other copes in these kind of things. We're talking things through more than ever before because we've got the time. So I think that's an advice I've got for anybody is no matter what your situation, really good or really bad, find one tiny, tiny even if it's a little silver speck in that really awful dark cloud. And just as much as you can or as many times a day as you can, 
try to think of that and be grateful for that. I think that's what we're doing. And as as we've both said, that's from a, a point of extreme privilege. It's easier to say that, right? But I think that I hope that everybody can find at least one tiny, tiny thing to be, not even be grateful for. There's, there's, you know, people will struggle with that, but silver lining is probably the best way to put it. That was Georgia Love. Georgia went on to great things, including being a special guest reporter on NTNN NNN at the Melbourne Comedy Festival with us. And she did a cracking job. She told a heck of a story about the Tasmanian Premier, but um, doesn't really bear repeating at this point, but it was a pretty good one if you were in the room. It was a really good one, actually. Thank you very much to Georgia for being a part of the show. The full conversation is the episode 349 in this podcast feed. And big thanks to everyone who helped me make the show today. Bree Steele, our producer, Andy Ma on audio and video post-production, Toe Hyder who made the music, and Rachel Barrett, my executive producer of the lot of it. If this episode brought you some value at all, please consider sharing it with somebody. Just hit the little arrow or whatever share icons in the corner of your app and send it to someone, text them, whatever, put it in news feed, DM somebody. Doesn't matter. However you share it, it'd be really good. And if you'd like to help me raise the profile of these kind of conversations in this country, you can vote tvweeklogies.com.au. Thanks for listening. I'll see you Friday.